اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم یوم تبیض وجوه وتسود وجوه On the day when some faces will be white, will be radiant, and other faces will be dark, they will be blackened. Yawma. Which day is this? The day of judgment. And notice the word yawma. This is an object, so it means udkur yawma. Recall, mention, remember the day. Think about that day when some faces will be white. Tabiyadlu from the root letters, ba-ya-dad. Bayd. Bayda, right? Whiteness, white. And bayda is used for an egg, right? In particular, the egg of an ostrich as well. So we see that it gives a meaning of whiteness. And tabiyaddu, it will be white, it will become white. What will be white? Wujuhun. Wujuh, plural of the word, waj, face. So some faces will be white on the day of judgment. This whiteness doesn't mean literally they will be white, but rather it means that they will be radiant, they will be glowing. When does the face of a person glow? When do you say they're glowing? When they're looking very beautiful? Yes. But what's the cause of beauty? Is it just superficial makeup? What is it? What's the cause of that beauty? Inner happiness. Isn't it so? Excitement, contentment. Happiness, this is what makes the face of a person glow, radiate, shine. Because a person could have a very fair complexion, but because they are unhappy, you can see the darkness and the gloom on their face. Likewise, a person could have a dark complexion, but when they're happy, when they're excited, you can see the radiance, the shine, the glow on their face. So, يَوْمَ تَبِيَضُّ وُجُوهٌ On the day when some faces will be bright, meaning radiant, glowing with happiness, glowing with excitement and joy. يَوْمَ تَبِيَضُّ وُجُوهٌ وَتَسْوَدُّ وُجُوهٌ And at the same time, other faces will be darkened. تَسْوَدُّ From the root letters, سِينْ وَوْدَ سود, Which means blackness, darkness. So, other faces will be dark. Meaning, they will be covered in gloom. They will be unhappy. Now the reason behind this darkness, behind this radiance, Allahu A'lam, but we see that it will be due to the news that people will be given on the Day of Judgment. Because when the people will rise up on the Day of Judgment, before even they are taken to their final destination, the experiences that they will have in the Hashr, they will tell them what their destination will be. This is just like if you're traveling somewhere and you know that you're going economy class and it's one of the worst aircrafts, then the moment you step into the airport, you are unhappy because you know what you're going to be dealing with for the next few hours on flight. But if you know that you're traveling on the best airplane, all right, and on top of that, you're traveling in a good class, then what will happen? From the beginning, you'll be happy and excited. So likewise, on the Day of Judgment, some faces will be white, happy, radiant, because of the good news that they will be given. And on the other hand, other faces will be dark, unhappy, upset, sad, covered in gloom. Allah says, فَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ سْوَدَّتْ وُجُوهُهُمْ Then as for those people whose faces will be dark, whose faces will be blackened, they will be told, أَكَفَرْتُمْ بَعْدَ إِمَانِكُمْ Did you disbelieve after your iman? Uh, this is a question. Did kafartum you disbelieve? 
بَعْدَ إِيمَانِكُمْ After your iman, meaning Allah made you a believer, Allah gave you iman, but you left that iman and accepted kufr. Earlier we learned, وَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ Do not die unless you are in the state of submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when a person leaves submission to Allah, strays away from that righteous path, then what is he heading towards? Towards disbelief. So when a person leaves iman, turns to kufr, then such a person will be severely reprimanded on that day. He will be given the bad news of punishment. And moreover, he will be reprimanded. You know, think about it. One, you know that something terrible is going to happen. And secondly, people are also yelling at you. You know, for example, you failed a test. And then your parents are also upset with you. Do you want them to be upset? No, that's the last thing you want. You already are so upset. And then you're being reminded of your mistakes. You're being reminded of your failure. So on that day, the suffering of such people will be very severe. Firstly, their faces will be darkened. Secondly, they will be reprimanded. Did you disbelieve after your iman? فَذُوقُ الْعَذَابِ Therefore taste the punishment. بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَكْفُرُونَ Because of the kufr that you used to commit. Because of your disbelief, now taste the punishment. And notice the word that has been used for experiencing punishment. What is it? ذُوقُ From the root letters, ذَال وَالْقَافِ ذوق. ذوق is to taste. And taste, if you think about it, what is it? When you put some food into your mouth, then you taste its flavor. So you can say it is the initial feeling of the flavor of something. Meaning you experience the flavor. But then as you keep eating, what happens? The flavor gradually dies down. It's like you put in a really nice, strong, flavored, you know, chewing gum or something like that in your mouth. But then after a few minutes, the flavor dies off. Right? But notice the word dhuqu, meaning taste and keep tasting and keep experiencing. Also, if you think about it, dhuq, when you taste something, then you know it to be true. Isn't it so? Then you have no doubt about it. Like for example, let's say somebody brings you some food and you're not sure if it's turnips or let's say potato because it looks so much alike. Then what do you have to do? You have to taste it to believe it. And once you've tasted it, then you know its reality. There is no doubt about it. So فَذُوقُ adab. Taste the punishment, meaning this is a reality for you. Many people assume that once a person will enter hellfire, he'll get used to the punishment and then he won't experience any pain anymore. But this is not true. فَذُوقُ adab. Experience it. It will be a reality for them. Something that they cannot escape. فَذُوقُ adab. And also remember that ذوق, taste, is something that you experience at your tongue, but not only the tongue. Dhawq in the Arabic language is something that is experienced by even the body. Okay? By the body. By the heart. For example, the Prophet ﷺ, he said, ذَاقَ طَعْمُ الْإِيمَانِ مَنْ رَضِيَ بِاللَّهِ رَبًّا ذاقة. The one who is happy with Allah as his Lord has tasted, has tasted the ta'm of iman. Meaning he has tasted the flavor the sweetness of Iman. Who? The one who is happy with Allah as his Lord. So, فَذُوقُ الْعَذَابِ Taste the punishment, experience it, 
And this kind of punishment is that which is physical of the badan. This is punishment that will be experienced by the heart, suffering that will be experienced by the nafs. بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَكْفُرُونَ The consequences are severe. On the other hand, وَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ بِيَضَّتْ وُجُوهُهُمْ And as for those people whose faces will be radiant, whose faces will be white, فَفِي رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ Then they will be in the mercy of Allah. Because obviously their faces are radiant because they're happy. Because they have been given good news. Good news of what? Of the mercy of Allah. And what is the mercy of Allah? His reward. And on that day, especially His mercy is His forgiveness. And more specifically, it is His Jannah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Jannah, Anti rahmati. You are my rahmah. You are my mercy. Arhamu biki man asha. I show mercy through you to whomever I will. Meaning whoever is admitted into paradise, then Allah has been very merciful upon him. So, fafi rahmatillah, they will be in the mercy of Allah, meaning they will be in Jannah. Who? Those whose faces will be white. Whom fiha khalidun, and they will abide therein. Eternally, never to come out of Jannah. Now we see that in the previous verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us certain commands, and He also prohibited us from certain things. And right after that, reward is mentioned and punishment is mentioned. So what does that mean? Those who follow what Allah has commanded, for them there is reward, meaning their faces will be bright on the day of judgment. And for those who do that which Allah has forbidden, which Allah has prohibited, then obviously for them is punishment. Their faces will be darkened on the day of judgment. So if you quickly review back to ayah number 102, what is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded that we have to do so that we can have radiant, bright, glowing faces on the day of judgment, so that we can be happy inside out on the day of judgment? What is it that Allah has commanded? First of all, ittaqullaha Fear Allah as you should fear Him, as is His right to be feared. Meaning do what He wants you to do. Have some regard for Him. Then we see that a prohibition has been given. And what is that? وَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ Do not die unless you are in a state of Islam. Meaning submit now. Do not delay. Do not procrastinate. Obey now. Then we see that another command has been given. And what is that? In the next verse, what's the command that has been given? وَاعْتَصِمُوا بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا Hold on to the rope of Allah, all of you together. And what is the rope of Allah? The Qur'an. So hold on to the book of Allah. Every single one of you, collectively. And then a prohibition has been given. And what is that? What's the prohibition? وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا Do not be divided up. You can have differences, but don't be disunited. Don't oppose one another. Don't have biases against each other that your main focus becomes refuting the other instead of working for the cause of Allah. وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا Then another commandment has been given. And what is that? وَذْكُرُوا And remember. Remember what? The blessing of Allah upon you. So remember the blessing of Allah. And then, Another command has been given, which is, وَلْتَكُمْ مِنْكُمْ أُمَّةٌ يَدْعُونَ إِلَى الْخَيْرِ وَيَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَيَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ So, do all of this. 
call to goodness, command that which is right, forbid that which is wrong. And then another prohibition has been given, which is, وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ تَفَرَّقُوا وَاخْتَلَفُوا Don't be like those people who divide up, who differ amongst themselves. Instead of staying united, they are disunited. Instead of loving one another, they hate one another. So, to summarize, those who do what Allah has commanded over here, meaning they fear Allah as He should be feared, they hold on to the rope of Allah, they remember the blessings of Allah, they call people to goodness, they command that which is right, forbid that which is wrong, then such people, what will be their end on the Day of Judgment? What will be their end? What will be their state? Their faces will be bright and radiant and glowing. They will be happy. They will be successful. And on the other hand, those who don't care about the rules that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given, and as a result they die in that state, or those who divide up amongst themselves, then such people, what will be their end on the Day of Judgment? What will be their consequence? Their faces will be darkened. If there is ever a spot or something like that on your face, do you feel embarrassed? Yes. People feel so embarrassed, which is why we see that women, they'll spend hours, you know, checking themselves in the mirror, fixing up their faces, right? Covering up every blemish, every spot with, you know, Allahu alam what. So we spend so much time and effort in beautifying our faces in this world. And we're so concerned about the perfection of our faces that we will keep checking our face in what? In our phones. Right? And I've seen many times girls are looking up at their phones, checking their face, checking their makeup, checking their hijab pin, checking how their hijab looks, going to the washroom again and again. Why? Because we're so concerned about our image. About how people look at us. We're so concerned. Now imagine, the day of judgment is when we meet who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The day of judgment is when we meet Allah. That is the day of the meeting with Allah. And we have to prepare for that meeting. We should better have, we must have our best face on that day. Our best appearance on that day. And it cannot happen unless and until we do what Allah has told us to do. And we stay away from what Allah has forbidden us from. So on that day, some faces will be bright, other faces will be dark. And those whose faces will be dark, they will be asked, did you disbelieve after your iman? Taste the punishment because of your kufr. Allah says, tilka ayatullah. These are the verses of Allah. Natluha alayka bilhaq. We recite them upon you in truth. Meaning this is truly from Allah. So don't have any doubt about the reality of what has been mentioned over here. This is a fact. نَتْلُوهَا عَلَيْكَ بِالْحَقِّ وَمَا اللَّهُ يُرِيدُ ظُلْمًا لِلْعَالَمِينَ And Allah does not at all intend any injustice for the people of the worlds. Notice the word يُرِيدُ It is from irada, And irada is intention. Allah does not even intend to commit any injustice against who? Against the people. If He does not even intend, then will He commit injustice? No. So in other words, injustice is something that can never ever be expected from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the reason why out of the justice of Allah that He has revealed these verses. Tilka ayatullah natluha alayka bilhaq. That He has informed us of this reality. 
Because if we were not informed of this reality, people had no idea. And on the day of judgment, they show up with their faces dark. Then is it their fault? One might argue that that's injustice. No, Allah is not unjust. He has made the truth very clear. وَلِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ And to Allah belongs everything that is in the heavens and everything that is in the earth. وَإِلَى اللَّهِ تُرْجَعُ الْأُمُورِ And all matters, at the end, they return to who? To Allah. Al-umur, plural of amr. So all matters, all problems, all affairs, all matters of dispute and difference, no matter what it is, everything returns to who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For what? For final decision as well as for recompense, for reward or for punishment. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. يَوْمَ تَبِيَضُّ وُجُوهٌ وَتَسْوَدُّ وُجُوهٌ فَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ سُوَدَّتْ وُجُوهُهُمْ أَكَفَرْتُمْ بَعْدَ إِيمَانِكُمْ فَذُوقُوا فَذُوقُوا الْعَذَابَ بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَكْفُرُونَ وَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ بِيَضَّتْ وُجُوهُهُمْ فَفِي رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ فَفِي رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ هُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ تِلْكَ آيَاتُ اللَّهِ نَتْلُوهَا عَلَيْكَ بِالْحَقِّ وَمَا اللَّهُ يُرِيدُ ظُلْمًا لِلْعَالَمِينَ وَلِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَإِلَى اللَّهِ تُرْجَعُ الْأُمُورِ So in these verses, what's the lesson? First of all, we learn about the importance of remembering the Day of Judgment. Because when you remind yourself of this reality, that on that day, my face will either be dark or it will be bright. When you remind yourself, when you tell yourself, either I'm showing up on that day as a beautiful person or a person who is ugly. Then what happens? It moves you to do something. Such realization, such reminder, moves you to repent, to seek forgiveness, to better yourself, to do what you were neglecting, to leave what Allah has forbidden. So in other words, this realization moves us to be more submissive to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, we learned earlier, لَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ And for that, fear is necessary. And what is it that brings fear in us? Remembering that day. Then we also learn over here that the spiritual state of a person in this world will be his physical state on that day. It's not possible that a person is living a life of sin, disobedience, and he dies in that state, and on the day of judgment, he shows up with a really bright and radiant face. No. How a person is in this dunya, he will be on that day. The way a person dies now, he will rise up on that day. So if we want to glow on that day, then we have to glow now. If we want to be happy on that day, we have to be happy now. If we want to see a good end on that day, then we have to do that good now. It's not possible that we reap something that we have not sowed. You reap what you sow. You get what you have done. Then we also learn in these ayat that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not do any injustice at all. 
Allah has forbidden injustice upon Himself and also upon us, also upon the people. Which is why He does not hide the truth and likewise we are not allowed to hide the truth either. In the previous verses we have learned about the obligation of commanding that which is right, forbidding that which is wrong, calling people to goodness. And when a person has that truth, meaning he knows what is right, he knows what is wrong, then he cannot keep that knowledge to himself alone. He has to tell others about it. And if he doesn't, then what is he doing? Greatest injustice. Because who is more unjust than the one who hides a testimony he has from Allah? We have learned that at the end of the first juz. So hiding the truth is injustice. Remember that. And once we know something, then we cannot keep it to ourselves. Once we know that something is wrong, we cannot just let other people do it and say that, yeah, your choice. I mean, we learned about the etiquettes of Amr bil-Maruf and Nahi al-Munkar. Don't get me wrong over here thinking that any random person you see on the street, you think that you're obligated to stop them from wrong. No, it's about those whom you can stop. So for example, your family members, people who are close to you, people whom you can speak to. So if they're doing something wrong, we cannot just let them do it. And if you let them do it, you don't tell them about that which is right, then this is injustice. Depriving someone of knowledge that they deserve to know is what? Is injustice. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.